Welcome to the Sourcing Hero podcast produced by Una, a group purchasing organization that empowers sourcing heroes and Art of Procurement, the world's largest procurement podcast network. I'm your host, Kelly Barner. The goal of the Sourcing Hero podcast is to capture the epic stories of people who are rising up and beating the odds to create exceptional value within procurement directly from those heroes themselves. Today, my guest here on the Sourcing Hero podcast is Heather Foch, although you may know her as the Toner Queen. As the founder and CEO at Quality Imaging Solutions, you may also know her for providing a concierge approach to indirect spend reduction and cost avoidance on printer toner cartridge supplies, consumables, and hardware. Interestingly, most of the procurement community has come to think of Heather as one of our own, practitioners included. So, hi, Heather. Thank you so much for being with me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Kelly. It's, it's a real treat. Absolutely. Now, you and I have worked together and collaborated a bunch of times, but for people that haven't met you, haven't connected with you on LinkedIn, what would you like to share about your professional background leading you up to this point? Oh, gosh. Um, I think one of the things I've learned um, in, in the near 20 years in business I've been doing is um, the increasing need for suppliers to be true business partners with their procurement and supply chain customers um, and not just a transactional vendor that, you know, in the beginning, the first probably first decade of me being in business, um, I was very heavily involved in RFPs and doing a lot more um, public sector work. And it's been in the last 10 years, um, I would say that I've um, shifted my focus. You know, I still do um, government, local, state, and federal work, sure. but but also, you know, transitioning to um, more private sector business um, in, in different industries and really tweaking, you know, my understanding of what it is that procurement and supply chain do, what their struggles are, what their needs are, um, just so I can be better at my job. Um, so I try to focus more on a more collaborative collaborative approach when it comes to printer hardware and printer supplies by not just working with procurement, but also with their other internal teams from facilities and IT, um, if they're on in the retail industry, on the retail ops teams as well, um, as it gives me better insight into the bigger picture of what they're trying to accomplish and provide solutions that may not have been realized before with their previous mm. um, standard transactional suppliers. Now, one of the things that I thought was really interesting that you mentioned when we last spoke is that a lot of the things procurement is struggling with today are actually challenges that sales and business development professionals have been struggling with for a long time. So let's start there. Can you take me back and talk a little bit more about what you meant by that and maybe give a couple of examples? Oh, sure. Um, I've been following... Um, several procurement practitioners and, and supply chain influencers over the years. And one of the commonalities I've seen between procurement and sales is that we both have a desire to deliver value to our customers. Sales, you know, as a salesperson, we have obvious customers who we sell to. 
but procurement does too. And in a sense, um, it, their customers are the internal stakeholders, C-suite, and any other business units that they need to work with to deliver, deliver results. Um, recently, I've also seen procurement pros referring to the need to collaborate more with their internal teams so that they are brought on board at the start of a project rather than at the tail end when it's just time for them to sign and review the contract with the supplier. Um, what I see they speak of the most is a need for procurement to deliver their value proposition better to their internal teams. And that's something that sales pros have been attempting to do for years, you know, tweaking what that value prop is so that we can better um, showcase, you know, what it is that we do and how we can solve problems. Now, when you talk about that business case and you've mentioned collaboration, and of course, procurement is always trying to build better relationships with the business. How can we start working more closely with them without having it come across as sort of cringy, as my kids would say? You know, I think we've all had those people who reach out on LinkedIn and they're instantly like, hey, Kel, at least when they're writing to me. And I'm thinking, I don't know you. My family doesn't call me Cal. Like, what? what is this? You can't be my friend by pretending to be my friend. How can we build those relationships and be friendly, of course, without coming across as inauthentic? Oh, gosh. Um, this is something that sales professionals have been battling with for probably decades. Um, and, and part of that is... Um, from from my experience, just as a consumer myself, and and also working with customers, is that in the basic sense, no one likes to be sold to or essentially yeah. bullied into buying it. One of my pet peeves is um, aggressive salespeople. You know, they are they're just a complete <laughs> turnoff for me. Um, but let me ask you this real quick, Kelly. When you think of the word trust, what are the the top three words that describe that word for you? Interesting. It's not often I have somebody flip the tables on me, Heather. Let's see. When I think about the word trust, I actually think dependable. I think quiet, right? There's sort of like a low keyness to it. Um, and I think long-term. So there's, there's an established relationship there. Those are sort of the three ideas that come to mind for me. Exactly. Um, I know when I think of the word trust, I think reliable, very you know, dependable, just like yeah. you. I think of safe. You know, I can come yes. to that person with my problems, even if it's just a vent, um, and even confident. I'm confident in knowing that they are going to be there, you know, through thick and thin, and in, in the stand of time, basically. Um, so one way I've been professionally successful is to offer my experience and knowledge base without expecting anything in return. And I do that a lot through my social media presence and my professional branding. Um, I try to engage with the people and companies I'm interested in by, um, by learning more about what they do for their own internal and external customers and what they may or may not be struggling with. And I, I try to do that in, in an organic way. Um, and as a salesperson, I come across less tactically aggressive and become more of a person that they can open up to, which I believe later develops into trust. And I think that's what procurement needs is more trust so that the other business units bring them in at the brainstorming level rather than at the end of a project. And that's really interesting. One of the, the things I know I've heard this about a million times in different versions is that people like to buy from people that they like. And I think we can probably extend that to procurement in the sense that people like to buy through 
people that they like. So if we're looking for the business to engage us sooner, engage us in a broader way. So it's not just savings. It's not just risk. There's also value orientation, maybe some diversification. We should start by investing in that trust. I love your point about brand. I think that's tough because procurement doesn't get training in in that sort of thing. You know, we tend to be purely internal, but there are enormous advantages even internally to building up the right kind of brand and association. And, and, you know, what is the story that you tell? Um, Now, let's think about solution orientation for a minute. Um, If we were to think about, and truthfully, you know, you can answer it either way because I think your response is probably going to be the same regardless whether it's procurement coming in to help solve a business problem or fill a business need, or sales coming in to pitch a way to solve a business problem or pitch a way to meet a business need, what does that role, what does that process, the tone of it, the pace, the conversation, what does that solution orientation all look like? Well, one thing I've noticed um, is is the sheer amount of money that businesses spend on outside sales coaching consultants and sales conferences and and travel and everything that comes along with that. Um, believe it or not, it's a seven seventy billion dollar industry. Wow. Um, so, so I often wonder why more businesses are not utilizing their own procurement teams to manage training for their own sales teams in house. I mean, what better way to teach your sales team on how to sell to procurement than by having a procurement person train them how to do it. Um, That's one thing I think I've learned, especially since, oh, maybe a year or two before COVID, I think I've really started focusing on that part of my my business is um, the right and wrong way to sell to and through procurement um, and how you go about doing that. How do you not step on people's toes? Your tone that you you know end up using with various stakeholders um, and trying to get that engagement. And I think you know procurement struggles with some of the, th- the same things, like I mentioned before, that salespeople do. Um, I think it's all about how we interact with people and how we can get them to en- how we can engage with them and how we can get them to also engage with us on on kind of a voluntary. Like they want to do that. We you know we want to help. Um, so. Being able to, to have that aspect within your own company, I think, would be huge. Um, and even the, the flip side is also having sales involved in some procurement. I mean, that, that's one thing I yeah. think procurement people can learn from sales professionals is, is how to engage with others um, out, you know, inside and outside of their business. Um, because I think one thing some people, uh, other business units think of procurement as kind of being robots, you know, very by the numbers, you know, you guys are always looking at finances and all of those things and RFPs and oh, it yeah. makes cold it makes, as ice. Right. It makes you it makes procurement sometimes come across as, like you said, cold or mm. or unemotional. And not that I think emotions really play a, a huge part in business, but they do definitely in in our interactions with other people. Um, so I think everyone just kind of needs to be more humanized, if that makes sense. No, I think it absolutely makes sense. And and this point of humanization, you know, we we all have ways that we are at home and we have ways that we are or need to be at work. But I think the core of how we approach any situation, especially I think when we are responding to something, 
it doesn't matter where you are, right? You sort of come from the same place. You react intuitively. We can train ourselves over time. We can round edges, but whether it's a personal situation or a professional one, if it's a little stressful, if it's high pressure, we tend to sort of come from the heart. And so thinking about how we work with people generally, one of the other things that had just come up, and, and I know you had shared it on social, and we'll give people more information at the end of today's session, but I definitely highly recommend connecting with Heather on LinkedIn because in addition to talking about direct matters like this, she also shares really interesting posts and videos and, and content. And one of them we had chatted about was a TED Talk about civility. And it's a, a brief video. I think it's just a few minutes. I remember I watched it right after you and I spoke. And it's by Christine Porath, and she's a, a management researcher. And she talks about exceptional civility and what that means in our world, in our work, in our lives. Do you think that exceptional civility could possibly be a strategic approach procurement can use to build and strengthen internal stakeholder relationships as well as the relationships we have with external parties like suppliers? Oh, it certainly couldn't hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of the old adage, um, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Oh, yeah. Um, this should be a very simple concept to most people. However, I think when they're at work, sometimes even the most basic civil behavior is, is lost. Um, either, and I think that's, that goes back to procurement being viewed as being robots <laughs> um, and very sy systematic, you know, in their approach to things. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I go back to, you know, when I was, when I was raised, when I was a kid, um, there were a couple of instances where I was the new kid in school and I needed to reach out and make new friends. Um, and my parents, thankfully, um, had already begun instilling in me a kind of more compassionate and empathetic side in my personality. And it made it much easier for me to approach new kids um, and make friends and build those friendships. And I think in the most basic sense, procurement needs to, quote unquote, make new friends with their other business units yeah. so that that trust that we had talked about earlier can be built. Um, to me, a, a friend is someone that we know, we like, you know, you mentioned that, you you know, people want to do business with who they like um, and that they trust. And and they're a person who either is on the same side of the struggle that you're on or who will help you through a struggling time. And a friend in, in the basic sense, again, is, is a partner. You know, they're not a leader or a follower. And I think if procurement can can engage with the other business units and, and other you know outside um, external sources as well, um, they can have some improved relations and and be that you know business partner internal business partner for the other business units that they they get brought in at the beginning. Well, and let's face it, with what we've all been through the last few years, and and truthfully, with all of the things going on, whether it's inflation, threat of recession, now we're having banking system issues, things aren't looking like they're going to slow down anytime soon. All of us need all the friends we can have. And back to your point about trust, we need to sort of have our antenna up to be figuring out on a relationship-by-relationship relationship basis, where is it tactical? Where is it something a little bit more? And where is it that true partnership? Because there's a huge spectrum of relationships. 
And we should also probably be validating, you know, does this other person feel the same way in return about me and my organization? A little bit of introspection or, or reflection there. Um, any, you know, final advice or, or thoughts from your perspective about building or the importance of, of business relationships and, and really the, the incredibly meaningful role they can play in terms of corporate results? Um, you know, one thing I've, I've noticed is um, the different levels of, of sourcing experience that, that procurement and, and supply chain professionals have. And when I've looked at the companies and the procurement pros who, who seem to have um, everything together, you know, their teams are working in sync with each other, you know, they're able to, they set out a goal, you know, annually and, and they internally work towards that, those goals and they have the other business units helping them reach those goals because they have, there's a commonality um, between the company and, and overall, overall what the, the shared goal is for them to move forward. Um, when I've seen companies who kind of are disjointed um, mm. and, and, you, and it's, it's easy to see how their internal departments are not aligned with each other. Those are the teams that I notice are struggling the most. And in some cases, I've seen companies almost devalue procurement at that point because maybe they come across as um, our way or the highway or we know yes. more because this is what we do every day. And not to say that that having that experience is not great. I mean, because obviously look at what the pandemic did. It was, I, I truly believe that it was procurement and supply chain that, that pulled most companies out of the, the thick of things yeah. um, during the pandemic. And, and as we are still dealing with, you know, supply chain issues even now. Um, but when, when there's this disconnection um, between business units, I think that's where the devaluing happens with procurement, which is, which is a shame because you guys do so much and that's, that's not recognized by, by the company sometimes or just by other business units. So I think, I think overall, if, there can be a way for procurement to kind of like be the bigger person, so to speak, and and engage with the other units. And, and yeah. you know, like I said before, in the, in the basic sense, like, can we be friends? Can you have those conversations? You know, then I think that will help improve things more in the long term. And, and granted, you can't be friends with everybody, right? Sometimes there's just personality no. clashes. Oh, yeah. Know. Only a hypocrite is friends with with everybody. I think that's another one of those flies and honey expressions. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. you just you can't be be everything to everyone all of the time. And and I think I think if you try to, you know, people pleasing like that, that's just you're hurt, you're harming yourself you know, yes. more than Absolutely. more than anything. But um overall, you know, I, I just think if 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 relationships can be built, you know, on that, you know, um, solid foundation of trust and, and, and throwing in, you know, a dash of liking someone, you know, as a person um, and understanding what they, what they struggle with personally and, and in their business and professional mm -hmm. lives, I think that's where we can start to improve um, the way that um, everyone interacts with each other. Now, as we start to wrap our time, um, I want to take you through sort of our traditional last question. Now, regular listeners will know this is where we always finish. If you're new to the Sourcing Hero podcast, here's the tradition. I'm going to give Heather a choice between two questions. She can answer either one, and there is no such thing as a wrong answer. And we've heard 
well, I always think I've heard everything and then every single answer is completely different. So this is a, a really fun part of this podcast. So Heather, here are your two choices. Either how would you define what it means to be a sourcing hero or from your perspective, what does heroism look like in a business context? Oh, those are good ones. <laughs> this is deep stuff. We it we, is we deep stuff. Deep yeah, you're here. making you're making me put <laughs> on my thinking cap here. Um, gosh, you know, to me, a sourcing hero is someone who delivers exceptional value to the professional relationships they have, one on one with others or with other business units. It's it's someone who takes um, an empathetic approach to those relationships to really understand others' needs. So that finally, you know, you can really have that true collaboration existing. Um, and I think procurement pros I see who are, are exuding this are the ones who are delivering on the best practices that they they expose, you know, to to everybody. Um, yeah, I think that's it. There's so many awesome sourcing people that I've met over the years, and I'm so thankful to to be learning, you know, and, and gaining little nuggets here and there from everybody because. Um, at the end of the day, like I, I want to do better at my job. I want to communicate better. I want to really understand, you know, uh, one thing salespeople talk about is understanding the, the, the problem so you can, you know, tweak your proposal yes. so to become the solution. And that, that really just doesn't work. I mean, my business model isn't for everybody and I understand that. Um, but I think in, in, in a roundabout way, if we can really, you know, turn, turn, turn on that empathetic side of ourselves to, you know, really understand almost like active listening, like instead of just hearing the words, you know, you're actually listening to what someone is saying. Um, I think that's where you can, you know, like, again, build on that trust and, and build that foundation. Well, I appreciate you trusting me and my listening audience and my production team and, and joining me today to share so much of your perspective. I've already plugged you on LinkedIn, and I'll be including the link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes on this episode page. But if people want to learn more, is there anywhere besides LinkedIn that you would suggest is a good place to find you? Oh, gosh. LinkedIn is probably the, the easiest and fastest way. But of course, I've got my email and, and our phone or our website, qualityimagingsolutions.com, um, or even our, our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> wherever wherever they want to find me, I can be found. What content format you like? Do you also do sock puppets? Is sock puppets an option or is it just video, audio, and copy? <laughs> I would say video, audio, and copy. Although I have joked, I've, I've had some customers ask me like, well, how do you want to receive orders? I'm like, if you want to send me a carrier pigeon, I'll, I'll accept it that Ooh. way. <laughs> or a drone. That would be fun. Have them give you a heads up and make a video so you can share it with the rest of us. I would love to get a drone delivery. That would be pretty awesome. I'm kind of waiting for the Amazon ones to, to start happening here next, since I'm in the Seattle area, but I, ha I haven't seen one yet. Awesome, Heather. Well, thank you again so much for joining me today. Thank you, Kelly, for having me on it. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sourcing Hero Podcast. Join us again next time for more true stories of sourcing and business heroism performed by your colleagues and peers. Look for The Sourcing Hero wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe. Finally, don't forget, sourcing heroism is taking place all around us every day. Keep your eyes open and you're bound to see it. Until next time, I'm your host, Kelly Barner. Stay well and always remember that you can be a hero too.